ับ
are going to enjoy some of these tunes that I've picked out that are some of my favorites to listen to. And I also have some questions here that hopefully will help you guys get to know me a little better. So, without further ado, let's get this party started. First up, how and why did you pick up the guitar? Well, for those of you that may not know, I actually, when I first got into music, I didn't play an instrument at all other than singing. Um, I, I started singing, pro it's cliche, but I started singing probably before I could talk. And even all through growing up, and, and it wasn't until I was about mm, maybe 20 that I picked up electric guitar, and more specifically blues and, and roots guitar. And really, where that stemmed from was, you know, I'd go to open jams and things like that as a vocalist, and I'd want to sing whatever song I wanted to, but unfortunately I was at the mercy of, you know, who whoever else was on stage at that time, meaning guitar players and whatnot. So there was times where I'd want to sing a song and they didn't know it or, or whatnot, and... You know, it just kind of, it came out of necessity, so that way I didn't have to rely on someone else to play what, what I wanted to sing, you know? So, like I said, I was about 20, 19, 20 years old when I first picked up electric guitar going to open jams. And I say pick up guitar very lightly because I, you know, I was really just, just a novice beginner. And I always say it's surprising what you can do when you don't want to make a fool out of yourself. So I was very studious and try to, you know, uh, try and watch other guitar players and, and, and see what they were doing so I could learn, learn as much as I could as, as quickly as possible. Also, though, I did, I had, I had been playing piano since I was about nine or 10, mostly self-taught. And I had also played alto saxophone through through school all the way through high school as well so you know musically speaking I had some as far as an instrumentalist I had some sort of incline with that but but yeah I I picked up electric guitar at about 19 or 20 years old and it was really because I just wanted to sing what I wanted to sing when I wanted to sing it so by being able to play with myself and for myself you know that made that possible
That's how it happened, living life by the drop. So, let's see, what we got up next here. How are you dealing with quarantine? Well, let me tell you, it it could, you know, things could be a lot, lot better. You know, and I'm I'm one of many, many people and even more specifically many professional musicians that and and people that are in the food beverage and entertainment industry in general this these times and this pandemic and and quarantine it definitely has put some major obstacles in our livelihood um so what i've been doing which again it kind of just when i first started this I didn't really know what to expect, and I was just trying to, you know, do what I do what I know, which was which was play and sing. So, I've been doing live streams actually from from Facebook, just solo, um, of me in my bathroom or in my bedroom type of thing, just about an hour long live streams. And I will say, you know, when I when I first did it, it was actually about a week or two weeks before everything started shutting down and, and, and going on the state stay in home orders and whatnot. And I just, you know, I didn't really know what to do. I remember watching the news and when they said, you know, venues and stuff were closing and businesses wouldn't be able to operate as normal, if at all, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one that, that here in this reality, your, your heart didn't just, you know, wasn't the only one that your heart just sank. Um, so at that time I, I just, I didn't know what to do. So I just resorted to what I do know what to do. And, and, and that was playing. So I did almost, I think a two hour live stream the first, first time. And I was just doing it just to do it, you know, and I got a lot of positive feedback, a lot of support from longtime fans. I've made a lot of new fans and I got requested to do more of it. So I've been doing one about every week. And, you know, I'm so grateful for people that that donate um, and show monetary support because, you know, it's it's so necessary. We're working with really little. And then with the whole live stream concepts, they've really started to pop off, which is neat. And it's given myself and the rest of my band um, an opportunity to perform as a band at a few different closed venues, so to speak. So, you know, as far as trying to keep our sanity and things like that, I'm I'm so grateful for the technology that we have because it by doing the live streams and with social media, it's allowed us to still stay connected. Of course, it's not it's not the same and and not as good as the real thing, you know, doing our gigs and our travel and and whatnot and our way of life because it's it is it is a job, it's our profession meaning performing and 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 gigging but it is also our our way of life. So, you know, it's like telling someone that knows how to do something naked, second nature, and then tell them to stop. You know, it's very, very uncomfortable and very mind, mind boggling. You know, it's, it's, so we've been trying to do our best to keep the live streams up. And then currently there are some venues and things that are outdoors and some events that are taking the necessary precautions and protocols, um, but still allowing some of our our shows to be performed live. So we shall see what that what that brings if there's more of that. I I hope so. But again, I have to I have to you know, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be playing live again. However, we can't do that if we don't have the support of our patrons and people that come to support live music. If they're not, you know, we can't do that if they don't help assert social distancing, safety precautions and things like that. And, you know, because at the end of the day, of course, we want the music to be in alive and well, but it's even more important and most important to keep the musicians alive and well, uh, the, the venue staffs alive and well, and of course, our patrons alive and well, so we can continue this, so to speak, new, new normal, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah. With warm hearts Is my kind of woman A cold woman With warm hearts 
showmanship who do you pattern your style after and or who are your influences well I think before I answer before I answer that question I think I have to say first and foremost that when it comes to performing and playing music and whatnot for me you have to look and try and provide a whole experience, you know, meaning you can have someone that is really technically trained and technically perfect in, in playing an instrument or things like that. But if their delivery of that music they're trying to deliver to their audience or deliver to their, their listeners, if, if that tact is not taken into consideration, it don't mean a dang thing. Just like just like you could have someone that maybe not be the sharpest when it comes to technicality and musical theory and things like that, but they they play and perform with such emotion and such mojo, so to speak, that you know, you could be playing ABCs 
and and it's still be rocking and rolling and, and really getting to your audience, you know, 110%. So for me, the stage presence and showmanship is just as important, if not sometimes more important than what you're actually technically playing. Um, I've always been very audience oriented, you know, because they're, they're there to, they're there to be entertained, you know, that's our job as entertainers and, and, and as musicians. It's our job to tell a story and entertain by telling that story. And if you ain't inter entertaining your audiences, if they're not digging what you're doing, how are you going to dig what you're doing? And then before that, if you ain't digging what you're doing, how do you expect anyone else to, you know, to give a rats about what you're playing and whatnot? So I am all about having a full, full, very dynamic experience. I want to be you know, rocking and rolling and having a great time and, and, you know, up, up, you know, up playing 11 or 12 on a one to 10 scale and then bring it real down and close where, and low where what I'm singing and what I'm playing, you feel it, you know, it'll, it'll hit you as a listener to hit you where, where it counts, where you feel it in, in your heart and soul, you know, and have that full, that full spectrum. Um, my influences, um, I know it sounds cliche, but you know, I've been very fortunate to share a stage with him and be playing at his club legends. Um, buddy guy definitely is a huge inspiration with his, this, you gotta take this and really let this sink in. It's a very empathetic, give no care approach and very bold, bold presence to his, to his performances. He's all about performing to his audience and he, you know, and he, he'll want to connect with say one single person in, in the room, but at the same time, not being apologetic for what he has to say. And there's a certain, not everyone can do that. You know, not everyone can, can, can give off that humility while still being confident. You know, that's 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 magic right there. So and I and I've seen, like I said, I've gotten to share the stage with him. I've gotten to see him perform many times and I'm so grateful. Buddy Guy does that, you know, which I think is so he's not the only one that does it, but I think is one of the more bigger bigger influences in today's yeah, I love Buddy today's Guy's video. unapologetic approach to when he performs. I love Freddie King's, his, his, his flash that he had and kind of that, that just swag. And I love that humility and wholesome and, 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 and love that sister Rosetta Tharp would, would convey every time she hit a stage from what I've seen. Thank you. 
moment when you realized you were good enough to make records well I can't I had a magic moment before I had first gone in the studio and started recording stuff that you know me going into the studio and recording things and the first time I was in the studio I, I wasn't necessarily doing original work it was just more as, as demos and covers and you know I'm not gonna say that I didn't feel confident enough to go in the studio but I will say that I definitely you know had to pep talk myself up to be like hey Ivy you need to you need to take this next step forward to try and you know do something meaning make records and things but I don't think I had a moment that said oh yeah I'm good enough to do this Oh, yeah, I'm good enough. I didn't really have that before going into the studio and recording albums. However, I will say this. My first original full album, debut album, and it was mostly it was mostly blues music, if not all tra more on the traditional side of blues. It was Time to Shine. That was the and that was the title track of of that album. And I think I was let's see. How old was I? Oh, I'm 27 now. Whew. And maybe 24. It don't matter. Those details don't matter. That was just, it was a big goal of mine. I wanted to see if I could do it, you know? Um, I'm, I'm very, I will say this. I'm very proud that all of my, all of my albums and projects and things have all been self, self-written, self-produced, self-distributed, you know? Um, and I'm very grateful that I've been able to do that and very proud of that. So when Time to Shine came out, I was very proud of it and things like that. And I think I was just so elated with, you know, completing a project like that. At that time, I didn't really, I mean, I cared if it was great or not. But, you know, I probably could have had someone tell me, oh, well, it was all right. And I would have been like, that's okay. I got it out there. Okay. Um, and it, it was well received. A lot, of pe a lot of people liked it and whatnot. Um, but I will say it wasn't until... I think it had been out for two years and I actually was in the process of releasing or did release my sophomore album, Harvesting My Roots. Um, but I still, you know, I still played, still played uh, songs from, from Time to Shine. And I'll never forget this. I was playing at my buddy Mark Rogers bar in Silver Lake, Wisconsin called Benders, which that's always a great place. Mark Rogers used to be a uh, full-time professional musician him and I kind of grew up together in the business so we're very good friends and I'm always honored to, to play his club um, I was I was playing so we we're playing a gig at, at his bar and I started singing time to shine me and you know and uh, for those of you who haven't heard it yet it starts out with just me and my guitar singing and I sing the hook you know one time through and then the rest of the band kicks in and when the rest of the band kicked in and we started playing we started singing time to shine again I looked out in the crowd, and the crowd was singing with me, word for word. And I thought, oh, man, holy cow, they know my song. And granted, I had some people that were there that were been longtime fans, but there were some people that I had never met before. They had heard myself, but I had never met them before. And they were singing my song. And then what even got better, and what really was like, holy cow, was, you know, it's one thing, know the hook of a song, right, to know the chorus. But this crowd was singing the verses better than I was. And I think that's when I knew I had something. That's when I knew I had written something that really, it, it, it went 
it went before it went beyond just recording on the album. It really spoke to people enough that they listened and remembered after just hearing it once, or they listened and didn't remember it but liked it so much they wanted to listen again so that way they did they would remember how it went. And I think that was one of the most validating validating experiences as a recording artist as a and even more so as a songwriter to have other people singing your song now when I was 18 or 19 I just graduated high school and I had long story short I was having some severe 
sciatic pain, which came uh, came to be, I got diagnosed with degenerative disc disease, which what that is, is just what it sounds like, the degeneration of the discs in your spine. So I had been, like I said, I was about 18 or 19 and I had been going on for a year or two, not knowing this, but I was in a, you know, just in a lot of pain. And I ended up, it was quite a, it was a couple year process of, 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 I don't know, trying to remedy this, this injury of mine, which is always, always, you know, it's never, never going away and I'm only getting older here. But so I actually ultimately went, I had gone through physical therapy. I had gone through spinal injections and Ultimately, I had I have had spine surgery for a broken disc and a couple of balding discs at, like I said, I think I was about 19 or so, um, which unfortunately was not successful. And it, it took me out of the game, and by out of the game meaning it, I was using, um, you know, wheelchair walker and cane for the better part of a year, if not longer. And that was a very, that was a very tough experience that, you know, in some ways I look at it as a blessing now because, you know, it, it forced me to prioritize what I wanted to do with my life. And and I'm very determined. I'm stubborn, determined, and independent. Ask anyone <laughs> that knows me. So, you know, it was a very trying trying period of my life um, that was very, very difficult, very difficult. A lot of literal and emotional and figurative pain, um, but you know, I got through it. So with that being said, I got a bad back, I got, I got old bones, so I'm, I'm always, I'm always hurting and aching and I'm always, you know, Elise and Ben Gay are my best friends, but a lot of people don't know that about me because those that that have seen me perform, you know what my favorite pair of shoes are. Heels. And y'all know I like to be active. Which, I know it ain't good for me, you know. But, life's too short and the show must go on. So, one thing people that don't know about me. I have what they call degenerative disc disease in my back. Which I had a spinal surgery. And, uh, yeah. A lot of people don't, don't know that. And when I tell them that, they don't believe me. But hey, it's true. It's Ivy it's Ford, true. the Chicago Blues Kitten. And today, I'm your guest DJ on The Takeover, right here on BuddyGuyRadio.com.
Continue the legacy of the blues for future future generations. I'm very fortunate. I got exposed to well, I'm fortunate. I got exposed to live music of all genres at a very young age, which part of that is that my my dad used to be a professional musician. Um, him and I, I did not grow up with him for the better part of my life, but he is a talented musician and in that case genetics are genetics and they don't lie um but between him and my mom was always a fan of music uh, she actually it sounds cliche but it's true she actually met him my my dad you know performing so she's always been a fan of music and it's always been something that's encouraged to me since i was very little um and when i started playing in chicago and blues clubs and things like that i was young but i I was still 21. So, to be more specific with future generations, younger generations, I think there needs to be even more so outlets and opportunities for people under 21 to be exposed to blues music and roots music for that matter. And shoot, live music for that matter. Um, unfortunately, when it comes to blues, most times live blues is the e easiest scene. You know, in some some bar at, you know, between 10 and 3 o'clock, or if you're in Chicago, sometimes 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning, and you have to be over 21, you know? So, right then and there, that closes the door to expose our future and younger generations to it. It makes it harder, you know, to get that, to get, to get blues music to them. I will say that... There are a handful of organizations, and there definitely are people in, in blue societies and musicians like myself that, you know, try and do what we can to to expose our younger generations to blues music and where it comes from, what it's about, including, I, I will give a little shout out to Crossroads Blues Society. I think they're one of the biggest blues societies and biggest supporters of a program called Blues in the Schools which I'm very proud my band and I have part, have partook many a times in that, and it's exactly how it sounds. We go and do musical programs at schools everywhere from K through, K through you know, five grades to as, as old as high school, and we go and perform the blues for them, you know, and give them a little history about where it came from. I also, I do have to give a shout-out to... 
a very fine gentleman and blues musician, Mr. Fernando Jones, and the blues kids in Chicago. He's He's been trying to keep the blues alive for younger generations for a while now, too. Um, just, just to name a few. So I think... I think one of the most important ways to continue the legacy of, of blues music and roots music is to get more opportunities in venues that are for all ages and are not, don't start at 9 or 10 o'clock at night, you know, um, because, you know, kids, kids and younger generations, they can't learn what they don't experience. And unfortunately, a lot of times the blues experience, like, like I said, is usually way after dark in the wee hours, and you got to be 21 or over. Um, and with that being said, I'll tell you, you would be surprised about how cool young people, and I'm meaning this even over 21, how cool young people think blues and blues music is. All right? I know some people may assume, oh, well, the younger kids, they just want to listen to whatever's on the top radio and the hip-hop and this and that and, you know, rap and EDM and stuff. And don't get me wrong, I, I like that music too. I'd be lying if I said I didn't, you know, rock with it. But I think sometimes we don't give our younger generation enough credit, myself included. I just turned 27 this year, but I started singing blues when I was 12, 13, and 14 years old and have loved it. And that's what's on my party playlist when I got my barbecues and house parties going on. And I'm very very grateful that me and my band, we, you know, one, I'm grateful we do play in Chicago blues clubs, but we also play in music clubs that are not necessarily blues. It's ironic because when we play these music venues in these clubs that are just known for live music and not blues, when we go and set up, we have kids, kids, 20 year olds and stuff like that and 30 year olds that, you know, I play some Muddy Waters and they get down like it's, you know... I don't know. who Who's the top rappers and pop singers today? I don't know. Now I'm showing my lameness. But, but yeah, I think we need to give our younger generation more more credit because they really do. They, they, they like blues and roots music. They really dig it. And like I said, try and have more venues and opportunities for people under 21 to experience live blues music as well. Now that you got me, woman. 
it's Ivy Ford, the Chicago Blues Kitten, and today I'm your guest DJ on The Takeover, right here on BuddyGuyRadio.com.
Enjoyed yourself. I know I've had I've had a great time. I always I always love getting to have a little chit chat with my listeners without a guitar in my hand. Um, it's always nice and refreshing. And I hope that y'all enjoy. Like I said earlier, my my playlist of some of my favorite blues roots and even a little bit of jazz music in there. So until next time. I always like to say, keep calm and blues on. And once again, I was your guest DJ, Ivy Ford, the Chicago Blues Kitten, on the takeover right here at BuddyGuyRadio.com. took her in oh, That woman didn't need no bell oh, She wiggled one time for the judge and the judge put the cops in jail You know she love me with a feeling
That was me, Ivy Ford, the Chicago Blues Kitten, as your guest DJ on The Takeover, right here on BuddyGuyRadio.com. Hope you enjoyed.